When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's Kind of Funny Podcast. I am your host, Joey Noel. And today I have three wonderful special guests. We get to do our annual Kind of Honeys podcast. Uh, today we have one, Jean-Vieve Saint-Ange-Miller. Hello. Hello. Uh, I know. It's like, oh, it's all mirrored and can't tell where I am. Uh, we have Paula Coelho. Also Hi guys. misdirected because I don't know how my arms work. <laughs> uh, and one Geotap Harris. I think I'm I'm down here. Yeah, this Great. is the easy one. <laughs> Hello. Hi. I'm used to being like looking up at people because I'm so short. So. <laughs> so it well works out. Yeah. Uh, this is the kind of funny podcast where each and every week, four, sometimes five best friends gather around these podcast microphones really close to just accidentally muting myself there uh to talk about whatever we feel like talking about if you want to support the show you can do so by going to youtube.com slash kind of funny to listen to us or you can be extra cool and you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny throw us a couple bucks and get our shows over there you can get them ad free you can ask us questions uh and you get to be part of the patreon exclusive post show which we may or may not actually do for this show we'll, we'll figure that out when we get there uh, this week we are brought to you by HBO Max and Rooster Teeth's The Last Laugh Season 2 and our Patreon producers, Julian, the Gluten-Free Gamer, Steve Powers, and the Destiny 2 kind of funny PC clan. I made it. I just you had to get it through it. all of it at once. You Otherwise, there's no yeah. way I was ever getting back to it. Well done. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. This is so fun because I feel like in these quarantine times, we all haven't gotten a chance to like hang out pretty much at all considering what we used to be able to do i think last week at shang chi was like the first time we had all been able to see each other in quite some time yeah so that was really fun um what's anybody what's new with everybody these days anybody have anything exciting going on not much you know fun (laughs) just growing a human child over there making a person out of frame (laughs) we do have some questions in the show about some of that coming up later um do let's i'm gonna start i pulled quite a few uh questions from our lovely patreon supporters um and then paula had some questions for me so we're just gonna jump right in because i feel like this is a good has some good possible pregnancy tangents for jen to pop in on um so this as is from expert on the matter today <laughs> as the expert uh this is from jordan deeb and says what weird food things do you do that you swear by I have two in particular. The first is a peanut butter and cinnamon toast crunch sandwich, which sounds great. Um, peanut butter sandwich, you put some cinnamon toast crunch on top, and then you eat it like that. And then the other one is that he makes tortillas with cream cheese. But you put the cream cheese on the tortilla, and then you put it on the stove so it melts a little bit. And then you like roll up the tortilla. It sounds kind of good. I've never once thought to do that. But do you guys have any like weird food things that you're really into? Well, first of all, those two things definitely sound like pregnancy snacks. 
Oh. <laughs> this person should take a test. Maybe. Jordan, do you have something to tell us? So I think... I'm trying to think if I have any weird ones. I have the two. I have. Oh, sorry, Joey. You no, know. go for it. Well, I have one that I swear by that I don't think is weird at all, but that Tim <laughs> is super grossed out by. <laughs> so all of you know, like ramen eggs, like yeah. the eggs that. So I love ramen eggs and I figured out how to um, like replicate it without soaking them in some ramen broth because I don't often have that on hand. So mm. I like soft boil eggs, peel them and then marinate them overnight in mirin and soy sauce. And then they, and I think they're delicious, but they turn mm -hmm. this like very nasty brown color. <laughs> and so <laughs> they sit in my fridge for, you know, a week as I work my way through the batch. And like Tim is so grossed out by at, these. Like, at which point, yeah, do you feel like you're crossing the threshold of <laughs> should I eat this or not? Yeah. Well, they like, look. How do you know? Okay. I mean, softball, like you can eat them for like four or five days. Well, I have oh, and yeah. been fine, but <laughs> they look immediately rancid because they look like brown. Um, I'm like, mm, my eyes are telling me that this is something I should not eat. Yeah. 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 But there's, we meal prep a lot. And there's always a point around like Wednesday, Thursday that you're like, hmm, should yeah. I eat this? <laughs> like, I was know. it always this protein? slimy? Or yeah, exactly. is this like a new <laughs> thing that it's growing to? Yeah. I don't um, know if they have a weird thing. Uh, I mean, obviously, I've been eating nonstop because it's like this visceral feeling that you have when you're just building a person um but it not none of it has been weird oh, i should have sent barrett maybe a photo there is a point where at the beginning when we weren't sh like 100 percent sure i took a photo it's like it was a pickle wrapped in a slice of ham which technically you're not supposed to eat i guess but i didn't know that at the time yeah and a slice of swiss cheese and the world's most disappointing hot dog, you know? So it was the weirdest thing I did. But otherwise, it's been pretty That sounds like something normal. Nick would eat. Yeah. It was oh very, very like, keto. Yeah, very keto. Keto would eat that. Yeah. Exactly. Also, like you, a, really quick, is this what kind of like the, the yeah. boiled eggs Except, looks like? So, yes. But the, the thing that really grosses Tim out, too, is I like them, like, really gelatinous in the middle. I so love you see, that. You know, so it's like this looks pretty cooked, more like a not quite a soft, not quite a hard, but I like it on the gooier side. Oh, so it's like more orange and like mm -hmm. drippy. Yeah, I'm like this is a fascinating here. snack. I never would think to make would, ramen eggs as a snack. It's so efficient though. It's like pure protein and then yeah, you're delicious. This is what I made. It looks like a. I don't know if the. It's not. Like we can see. You might have to put your hand behind that? it. Oh, like a beauty influencer. Oh. There you go. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've that seen Nick so funny. I've seen Nick eat that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that is the best consistency for an egg yolk. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's it. Mhm. Mm See, I Delicious. like that for an egg yolk if I'm going to eat it right away, like if it's like a soft boiled egg with breakfast or if it's like a what's the breakfast food that I can't think of? Egg Benedict. Eggs Benedict. Thank yeah. you. Mm -hmm. But if I was going to I feel like the fact that it being cold might change, might not make, might not make it be my texture. Yeah. But I don't know. Don't I vouch for it. it. Oh, yes. yeah. Okay. <laughs> one of these days I'm going to come over to watch Bachelor or something. Just yeah. open your fridge and I'm just going to try one. <laughs> Do it. Do it. Well, they also sit in like a Ziploc bag in like bra. They're, they look really gross. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. What about you, Paula? Um know if i eat anything that weird uh 
I guess when I'm really hungover, I always want tomato juice with a little bit of lemon juice. And Kevin says it's really weird and gross. Sounds great. Yeah. I don't know. It's all. It's what I want every time I'm really hungover. Like oh, I yes. want a lot of it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I want to have a Bloody Mary. I want to. Yeah. I don't like Bloody Marys though. I just like tomatoes. really. <laughs> yeah, that's even more why. interesting. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not a big tomato juice person. I, yeah. That's one of those things that I want to like. I want to like tomato juice. I want to like Bloody Marys because they always look so good whenever anybody gets one. But they but... don't do it for me. Mm. Mm. Um, the weird food things that I swear by. This is maybe not so weird. I don't know. But every once in a while, I get in the mood where I'm like, I want boxed mac and cheese. And oh, I yeah. always not put weird. a can of tuna in it, though. And oh, that funny. is the part that kind of weirds people out. Like the mac and cheese part seems to be universally accepted, except for Andy. Um, but canned tuna does make it weird because I don't really like canned tuna otherwise. I think it's just one of those like things that I had like as a kid every once in a while. And I thought it was cool because we never had or, like mac and cheese is always like a special thing we got to have. I feel um, like um, that. My mom was like, please, we have to have something other than just like box cheese. <laughs> some we've got to eat some protein. protein. I, I feel yeah. like there's some like Hawaiian macaroni salad that is kind of that combo. Like yeah. they sneak tuna into, which mm-hmm. the tuna freaks me out. It, I like tuna separately, but the textures together for me don't, don't mm. quite I've never had it before, but the smell, I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> I feel you. Like, Cause I don't I want the smell at Kevin one time. I was like, if you are going to make that, you have to like clean it up right after. Cause I can't <laughs> handle it. Yeah. It is one of those foods that tastes better than it smells. Even though they're, I, I like, believe you. Very cause people similar. eat it. But... Yeah. Yeah. As a big fan of sardines. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same. It smells horrendous, but it's delicious. Oh my gosh. I love I sardines. Don't... I don't know that I've ever had a sardine. Now that I like think about it, I'll have I'll have you try some. Uh, I guess it's sardines. like in a Caesar salad dressing, right? Would be like the anchovy. Oh, anchovy. oh that's yeah. anchovy. So it's then, what do people close. put? Sar- or you do with sardines? Oh, you eat them with crackers. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> just straight up. Yeah, just a little yeah. baby fish on a cracker. Exactly. Okay. I mean, I'm willing to try it for sure, but. <laughs> Perfect. I don't know how I seemed stuck for you. (laughs) Perfect. I know. I feel like growing up as a kid, like sardines and anchovies were like those foods, kind of like Brussels sprouts, where it's like, oh, those foods are gross. But then as you like grow up, you're like, oh no, they're like good. And I don't know why we were conditioned to like hate these. I don't know. (laughs) It sounds like a pop culture thing, like you're saying, right? Like broccoli is disgusting and Brussels sprouts are disgusting. And yeah, my dad kept the pantry stocked up with smoke cans of smoked oysters. And my dad did too. Really? Which is I I don't know where that comes. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I haven't had a smoked oyster in a really long time. (laughs) They're super good, but it's so hard to, because they come in those little tins and they are are really stinky and it's hard to dispose of them. Like your whole house smells like drippy smoked oyster oil. For like, oh, yeah. I was like, no, this is my hell. Yeah. <laughs> into the wall, because yeah, well, I imagine like, I like fully believe people that seafood's good, but I never, I've never eaten it. I became vegetarian before I ever tried it, and then like, I think some the smell like it feel it feels just so weird to me or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Your body's I, like, you're gonna get poisoned if you eat this. <laughs> yeah, that's what it smells like though. <laughs> the natural response is just nope. We're not gonna yeah. do this. We're not yeah. gonna do this at all. 
Um, okay, let's see. What else do we want to do? Chance Carter wrote in and said, I thought it'd be fun to have Greg and Jen run us through some baby items that they're excited to use before Mini Greg appears. Then later, what items they couldn't actually live without when Greg and Jen return in the new year. Do you have, I want to hear, I feel like this is a good way to talk about some baby things. I want to hear about some of the fun things that you got. You guys just did your baby moon and like nesting period last week. So I feel like you yeah. probably set up some stuff. Yeah. We took some time off to go through the list. We literally have just a Google doc of itemized things that we've been pushing off because work has been super busy on both ends. Um, and we did a registry, which during a pandemic, it's been uh, our friend's way of connecting like really strongly with us and, I had never thought of doing a registry in my whole life before. So it, it was also weird putting together bless Andrea for sort of setting the the scene because I had I didn't know what to put on there. Uh, but yeah, we had got so many things and it was incredible. And now I'm like, how do I use this? And what is the purpose of that? And I know Andrea <laughs> like really swears by this. So I'm just going in blind. Um I don't know. What am I most excited to use? I heard really mixed feet, mixed things about the diaper pail. <laughs> <laughs> Some people are like, why bother? Just use your trash can. And I'm like, it looks kind of cool. I don't know. It is human waste. Do I want to put that in the regular trash can, even though it's a baby, you know? Yeah. Um, the stroller, because God damn, those things are expensive. Are they really? Oh, I have my, no outrageous. <laughs> the minute I Googled it to start looking into it, a thousand dollars? Yeah, <laughs> it's so bad. But then apparently there's a really good resale market. So mm. well, because yeah, I guess they don't you wouldn't use them for like that long necessarily, like based on size. I don't know. Do you buy them based on size? Is that how, I think how baby you, things work? You buy one and then you swap out sort of the accessories, so like the seat itself. And then I know mm -hmm. ours can be transformed into a two-seater. So like if you, we have a second child, it can be like a toddler and a baby in whichever know, order. Crazy. Yeah, it's, they're they're trying, you know, to make it <laughs> useful and not so wasteful. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see what we end up being really like swearing by or because right now I'm folding newborn clothes and I'm like this makes no sense how does first of all how big is this child like will he fit in zero three month old clothing or three to six and sizing in baby clothing is very arbitrary like it is in any other kind of clothing <laughs> items so it's like okay cool and then my mom brought stuff from Canada and apparently Canadian babies are way smaller than american babies so like there's size discrepancies <laughs> <laughs> and so i'm a little overwhelmed about clothing i think i'm just gonna wing it see how big he is and i don't know figure it out Go from there babies work yeah i don't know right i know i remember with andrea she was saying that like a lot of they got a lot of stuff that was like the zero to three month but like you don't actually wear that for that yeah. long so they got like winter stuff and she's like oh charlie's never gonna wear this yeah. she's gonna grow out of it <clears throat> by the time she gets exactly uh, by the time it gets to that like type of weather um, my sister-in-law said too she wanted clothes for like when uh she's like one and two yeah oh yeah because yeah. they grow so fast too you're like okay well i guess we wore this for a week and 
what's next? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, if you want to start like having children, let me know because we got so much stuff. Let's just keep donating <laughs> it internally. Yeah. Just pass it on to the next person yeah. and then cycle it back and all that kind of stuff. Um are you so now you're in like the what Greg refers to as the splash zone, correct? <laughs> Both so gross. An accurate and a disgusting <laughs> description of the ninth month. <laughs> Uh, but then last night we uh, took our first childbirth class. We're a little late. Don't worry about it. We did infant care first and then mm -hmm. childbirth. And then apparently your water breaking is not that dramatic. It's not like in the movies. It's not like an explosion oh. and you ruin your shoes. First, <laughs> there will be a mucus plug that comes out and gives you a little warning. You guys, it's nice. Well, I wish that they had called oh it God. literally anything other than yeah. that. That is such like a visceral term and yeah. like mental picture. Oh, it's not great. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of very graphic shit that happens when you're pregnant. And you're oh like, gosh. cool, this is no nothing I've ever heard about before. And I don't know why everyone just keeping those secrets because if people knew i feel like there would be way fewer like um pregnancies in the world <laughs> it would be way better off it's like we're keeping this secret until you can't really do anything yeah about yeah. it and you are fully committed yeah exactly oh my gosh have we set up like a baby pool to figure out like to take bets on do like when baby we miller should. will arrive we should because no one has any idea i mean there's like okay. the estimated due date which is october 7th but there's truly no way to tell i was a preemie greg baby was a preemie pool. baby pool i know it is interesting to talk about because i feel like a lot of my friends were either gave birth like really like two or three weeks early or like two or two weeks late yeah and i don't feel like i know anybody that was like super right on there i date. was i was right on time Oh, which is you, which is shocking because I'm always like 30 <laughs> minutes late to everything. <laughs> but yeah, I my mom went into labor like June 5th, and I was born June 6th, and my due date was June. 5th. Oh my gosh, that's amazing! Yeah. yeah, me too. I guess I've never asked my mom, like my parents, it, like was I on time? Was I early? Was I late? And then this is how they tell you, oh, you're adopted. Oh my gosh, can you imagine? <laughs> we kept this information from you. You never asked. 32, 31, 32 years later, they're like, we think it's we think you're ready to be able to accept <laughs> that information. And I would be like, oh, maybe I could have like worked through this earlier. Because yeah. yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. now would be okay, babybookie.com. I'm gonna start this after we're done. Let's and we're go. gonna start if we can find a name too, that would be great. Like I'm running out of time there. Oh, oh so you, yeah. still in the discussion phase for we have a list. Egon Vankman Miller. <laughs> Clark. Kent. Connor. Mm. Um, no, we have a full list of names. I think we're just waiting to meet him and see what he looks like and if mm. anything sticks. Yeah. Um, but this is a classic. It feels like a classic game dev story where you start building a video game and then you have a prototype name and then you use the prototype, which is Small Greg. So, like, you just use this name the whole production time, and then you get to the end where you're like, well, the marketing team wants to find a name, and then the whole team's like, well, we really, here's the prototype name, and then you just end up with the prototype name because yeah. everybody loves it. Small so. Miller is pretty cute. <laughs> Small? First name. I like it. It's going to be, well, it's it's be irony. Really <laughs> yeah. of like, oh, he's going to be so big. 
I know. I guess that's the other one. I know that the boys were talking earlier in the week about like, at what point does baby Miller like get taller than Nick? (laughs) And that's the betting pool that Nick (laughs) wants to figure out. Like what age is it that he's just gonna shoot straight up and just bypass uncle Nick? Yeah, and then for sure. Nick will yeah. have a chip on his shoulder about that f- forever moving forward, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, my God. At which okay. point will he want to wrestle Kevin is my question. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, I feel like Kevin's going to plant that seed real early. I'm He's going like, to just whisper into his ear one day, you and I, when you're 10 years old, it's going down. And then he's going to live with a threat of fighting Kevin. We're going to be somewhere like RTX, what is it, 2027, 2028. And Kevin's just going to like power bomb him into the pool. And that's going to be the start of it. Just oh, no. all of these kind of funny kids playing chicken with oh, yeah. mom and dads in the pool. It's going to be cute. Can't it's going to be real cute. Yeah. Um, M. Frit from patreon wants to know what was the biggest high school scandal slash drama that you remember happening which i love because i feel like there's always one and it might not even have been while you were in high school but it was like you heard from an older sibling or a friend of like or even at like at a neighboring one and like the gossip always trickles down to you i remember it was like my senior year of high school it must have been my senior year senior or junior year because i had my license and we were driving because we, we could drive finally and somebody had a Halloween party so we went to the Halloween party it was really fun there was a hip a hypnotist is that what I guess that's hypnotizer a guy who hypnotizes you <laughs> exactly and that was like the first time I had ever seen anything like that and I thought it was like super wild and couldn't tell if my friends were just like fucking with everybody or if they were really hypnotized and they wouldn't tell us after and it was really frustrating but we left like fairly early And then, like, the after party, like, happened. And there was always rumors that people from, like, the neighboring high school came and, like, crashed the party and, like, brought so much booze and stuff like that. And, like, the the whoever, whatever girl had the party at her house, her parents weren't home. Um, And then, like, there was always, like, this rumor that, like, somebody brought a gun. Like, who knows if this was actually true or if it was just, like, some weird, dumb drama that, like, somebody started and, like, everybody was, like, running from the cops. And, like, now, like, at the time, it felt like the realist and, like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this happened. And, of course, it was people from that high school because they hated us and we hated them. But now looking back, I'm like, this seems like some dumb shit that somebody just started that, like, everybody who was left, like, got in on the, like, secret. But I'm not actually sure if that happened. Yeah. High school That's... rivalries are very interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is Where it like that in from? Canada? Like, is there yeah. this, like, tribalism yeah. that there is? Yeah. I never know of, like, oh, is it just, like, weird United States stuff? Teenagers no? are just weird in general. Mm-hmm. High school didn't really have one of those. Or if they did, nobody cared. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I Okay. I have a scandal. That just came to me. <laughs> so I went to an arts high school. Um, oh, me too. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Mm. That's so weird that we've never talked about yeah. this. <laughs> um, what was your art? Um, they had a, a program called Envision. So you could do like dance, theater, or art, like um, oh, cool. painting or drawing and stuff. Ours was like fame where you had to audition for like a specific track. And so I was in the writing oh. Yeah, um, you did have to audition if you wanted to actually get into it. Yeah. Got it. That's cool. Yeah. But you um, could be like normal too. Got it. Okay. 
So um, even our academic classes, like everyone was artists. So a lot of times teachers would say like, okay, you know, we've all read Toni Morrison's Beloved. And for your book report, like there's an academic component. And then you also have to, you know, act out a scene or write a poem inspired by, you know, the literature. So we had read Toni Morrison's Beloved and I wrote a poem and someone else did an interpretive dance. And then this girl pulls out her, um, her assignment and it is this giant canvas and the teacher is holding it up with her hands, bare hands. And she's like, okay, I won't, I'll redact the name, but okay. You know what, um, walk us through what you did. And, and the girl says, you know, this is, um, this is representing the violence of, you know, the antebellum South or whatever, and is going through, um, you know, the details of this book. And she says, you know, and, and this is, this is blood. And so the teacher's like nodding her head and she's like, yeah, so it's, it's actual blood. And the teacher is just like, ah, it was a biohazard. And, yeah. No, oh no. Alone, she had, I'm going to get graphic just for one second. She had like smeared a used tampon oh, God. all over this canvas <laughs> as part of a book report assignment, um, which is definitely a commitment to art. To, the, to art. Yeah. Yeah. I feel Through like that's one that you have to give like a full warning. For. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, where is she now? What does she do? <laughs> I don't know. Actually, never followed up. But I was, I have. <laughs> What was cool is like I was actually in that class. So even it was a rumor, but I was there. It was that really happened. <laughs> it actually happened. It actually happened. And it was horrifying. Yeah. Oh, wait, I do have one. I just realized. Ooh. Yeah. So um I took the bus home from school, like a lot of people. And this one bus driver, I don't know why, but kids were like mean to her, kind of. That she was, like, a little bit older, and they would like to yell jokes at her. And I don't even remember what they were, honestly. But one day, um, she just got so pissed off that she just parked the bus and wouldn't move it. Oh my God. It just so holding short. students captive? Yeah, we were, like, a block away from... Well, if I um, is a hostage situation. <laughs> it did, though. The police came. Really? Oh God, yeah. crazy. So she, like, parked it, like, a block away from where... She was supposed to drop us off, but wouldn't let anybody off, wouldn't open the doors. And things got like, you know, kids got really mad and stuff and were like, you know, yelling, let us out. And uh, she was, she did, wouldn't say anything. She just sat there and she was like, no, no. And uh, eventually the police came and she opened the doors and that was that. But then the rumors were just like what you said, Joey, like the rumors went nuts. Like, yeah. Oh, well, she, she had a gun or like she was threatening kids and none of that happened. Trying I mean, to kidnap poor, us. This poor lady, I think, <clears throat> just like, had a meltdown yeah i don't know i felt bad for her yeah. um she's yeah. like i can't take it anymore <laughs> all these kids yeah. like they just need to sit yeah and i was on the bus and out. so i like you know saw it but like you know there was nothing like like violent happening at all it was just weird <laughs> she just like put you all in bus timeout yep that's <laughs> all <laughs> and my mom was like to. waiting for me at the drop-off spot she just couldn't care less she was like uh eh. I guess where the other, other moms were like mad and my mom was like i really don't care like <laughs> this lady probably has a good reason school. yeah exactly no. <laughs> your mom's like they probably were being brats they, they probably it. did deserve it yep <laughs> so funny speaking of more high school things if all of kind of funny 
and obviously significant others, had been in high school together at the same time, do you think you guys would have been friends? And what do you think your relationships would have been like? This is from Cozy Bear. And I find this more most interesting, obviously, in like your like dynamics with like your significant others. Like what high school versions of you guys would have been like in tandem with your significant others in high school i don't know if greg and i would have been a thing because i was like a really late bloomer and he was he sounded extreme so i think (laughs) i would have stayed away from him and been really like standoffish (laughs) like he was like too loud then (laughs) for yeah 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 i i can't imagine him in high school it must have been chaos even more than (laughs) no i don't know i don't know yeah, I don't know. I think we would have been friends. I, I, I yeah. 100% think this foursome here would have yeah. been friends. Yeah. Without a doubt. If all of you are the same-ish people you are today in high school, yeah. would have been friends. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I got – I don't think I was that different in high school because, like, I went to an all-girls high school, so we didn't really have, like, traditional cliques. Like, everyone kind of – and, like, also it was really small. Like, I graduated of one of 112 girls. So, like – there's just not that many people <laughs> like you can't really have a ton of beef with people because you're all in classes and you all have so much overlap anyways. But like I remember having like two main groups of friends, but like <clears throat> on any given day, we like sat with one or the other and like everyone kind of did that in different overlapping ways. So I feel like, yeah, I, I would have like I would have had like different groups, but I could see you guys easily being part of any either of those. I think I would have hung out with Barrett because I was hanging out with <laughs> the punk group the, mm-hmm. and the people who were taking care of the radio station in the hall. Ooh. So like not all the so I don't know if you had that. I was trying to explain that to Greg the other day, but they let students sort of put music on between classes. Mm-hmm. We don't have the concept of a home uh, homeroom in Quebec. Mm-hmm. So in between classes, you just sort of hang out in the hallway and then... <laughs> It's which I don't know. It's weirder or not than having a homeroom. But anyway, so like I watched Radio Free Roscoe, (laughs) which was based in Canada. I have some like touchstone for this point of reference. Um, Yeah, I was hanging out with the the emo and the punk rock kids, and I was dating like a guy with pink hair for six months. It was a big deal. Oh my gosh. That's like being married in high school. Six I months. know. Yeah. yeah. Right. And we broke up right before prom. <gasps> yeah. The yeah. drama. And I insisted on still going together. And obviously it sucked. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Let go. I you got to break up and let go. Yeah. But Honestly, yeah, I think Garrett and I would have hung out. You have more fun at prom if you just go with like a friend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because then yeah. there's like this weird social pressure of like. Yeah. Because mm. you're like, what, 17 and in a ball gown or something? Like, yeah. weird. Everyone's sweaty. <laughs> the food is oh, weird. so sweaty. I didn't yeah. go to prom. I was out of town for both of my proms because it was always right around spring break. And at that point, I always went with like my church on like a trip to Mexico. And so I like miss, I went to all the other dances, but like was so not attached to going to prom. And now I like kind of regret not going because it always seemed fun. And like I missed like a touchstone of high school, mm. but then we got to relive it a couple years ago. So yeah, yeah. I'm not as bummed anymore. I'm like, oh, and this is probably way more fun. Like the group of people that we did kind of funny prom with than like people oh, yeah. in high school that I don't talk to anymore. <laughs> we had Smash Mouth. Who's the yeah, best? Exactly. This episode is brought to you by HBO Max. If you're here, you probably love video games, but sometimes we have to face the cold, hard truth. 
We can't game all the time. Sometimes we gotta kick back and watch some movies and some TV too. So it's a good thing HBO Max is here to save the day with all of your favorite DC content. HBO Max has an expansive superhero collection to feed your fandom. Greg Miller is stoked, of course. They've got Wonder Woman, they got Justice League, Stargirl, Batwoman, HBO, Shazam, Suicide Squad, the list goes on, of course. Plus the streaming platform lets you download your favorite titles and take them with you on the go. All the bingeable collections handpicked by humans, not robots. Personally, I've been enjoying a whole bunch of different things uh, over on HBO. I love all the day and date releases. We know we got The Matrix now coming out in December. That's really exciting to look forward to. We got Malignant. I'm about to watch that this weekend. Check out some of the best superhero content and so much more only on HBO Max. Get streaming today by going to hbom.ax slash kindoffunnydc. That's hbom.ax slash Kinda Funny DC. Next up, shout out to Rooster Teeth's Last Laugh Season 2. I was a huge fan of Season 1, uh, mainly because my boy Alfredo was in it. But Season 2, can't wait for it. Here's the whole pitch for it. Do not laugh. It's part game show, part social experiment, 100% evil laugh challenge, spectacular. Last Laugh returns for a second season with 12 contestants gathered for six hours to see who literally laughs last. If they laugh, smile, or smirk, they're eliminated and prevented from dethroning Season 1 champion the homie Blaine Gibson uh, the host of the show Jeff Ramsey and Elise Willems so that's super awesome they have a new collection of surprises but will there be enough to break the contestants we'll have to find out uh, last laugh season 2 debuts September 9th on Rooster Teeth but you can catch up on all of season 1 right now uh, Gia Paula any thoughts on high school versions of you and significant others well, or just us Tim and I talk about it a lot because we both grew up in San Francisco so it was like very much a reality that we could have, I mean, we probably were at the same dances or parties or we definitely had mutual friends. Um, mm -hmm. And absolutely not. We would not have dated. We would not. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> um, we were very different speeds. <laughs> and Tim was like very much a square, um, even up until I met him. <laughs> the little, pure one. Yeah, the pure one. Um, and I was, I mean, I was the principal's daughter. Like, my dad was my high school principal. So, mm -hmm. I was Which very is both like the hottest thing and also the scariest thing. <laughs> yeah. High risk, yeah. high reward. Like, boys were very scared of me at high school. There was always like freshman Friday or, you know, those like prank days. There was always like a price on my head to like, you know, hit me with water balloons or. Oh my I God. have no like, idea what this is. is me. But I'm very intrigued by this. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, but I was definitely so I was like very like I was a very good student. I was very much a teacher's pet in school. But like I had like I was kind of had a wild streak on weekends. And um, mm -hmm. I think Tim and I would not have not have meshed. <laughs> uh, yeah. Paula? Um, you know, I really like flew under the radar in high school. Like I don't know. I don't want to say like I was just like a nerd. I just like was invisible kind of like I didn't have like, I don't know. I'd, I had friends like but not like that many of them. And like uh, so and I didn't really even keep up with anyone in high school when I left. I never moved back to San Diego. So I I don't know. I kind of don't think me and Kevin would have dated because I think he was pretty out there in high school, like very talkative. Teachers always getting mad at him for talking too much. <laughs> I and I would that. like say nothing all day. So I could see that not having ha not happening. Yeah. yeah. I'm with you, though. Like I I think since like high school is over, 
in like the last two years I've talked to maybe like two maybe even last four years I've talked to two people from high school and it was like a weird random Instagram thing or like I was one of my old roommates when I lived in Orange County had like a cabin in Big Bear and one of like one of my closest friends from high school lives in Big Bear so like I met up with her for coffee like once one time I was up there but like in terms of like day-to-day stuff like I didn't really keep up with like a ton of high school friends yeah high school was not like the glory days for me really Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Mm -hmm. i have no fomo i'm like i don't want to relive those days i'm like it it was like a thing that happened and i didn't keep in touch with anyone either but um yeah i sometimes i like i know people who have kept friends from those days and i'm like that's so impressive to me because i feel like i moved a lot and i also my personality sort of evolved a lot throughout the years. And again, I was such a late bloomer that it's kind of like day and night. I think I finally de- developed a personality. I was like 21, <laughs> which is like <laughs> super sad to I think about. I feel like that too. I was very yeah. much like late bloomer, not even interested in boys till like the later part of high school, you know. Yeah. Grew up later, I feel. Yeah. Which happens, yeah. you know. Yeah. I feel like I wasn't really me until like college and I feel like that was really more of my time of like ooh freedom (laughs) like all senses of the words and stuff like that but it's always funny to me when I log on to Facebook and I see like people I went to high school and their bridal parties are all people we also went to high school with I'm like dang that's like kind of impressive (laughs) that you guys have been able to like stay connected for so long because I'm just also not so great at that either. I have a lot of high school. I mean, I think because I still live in San Francisco mm-hmm. um, and I have probably have like four very, very good, strong friendships from high school. We're not, I don't have a click though. Like it's like one-on-one friendships, mm-hmm. um, but weren't people that it's not like that, those four people and you were all friends. No, not necessarily. I mean, they're like friends, but I have really close one-on-one friendships with mm-hmm. a handful of people and most of them are still here. So. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. really good. But I was like, I feel like I was born with this personality. I, <laughs> I've like been the same person from like day one. Um, I love that. It took me so long to figure myself out. Um, yeah, me too. I really admire the fact that you owned your personality from day one. <laughs> and actually, I think Tim did too. I think Tim was born like just the way. Yeah, I think we're both very old souls or, you know, sort of. Yeah, Tim's pretty much been the same since I've there are aspects of myself that I definitely feel have like always been the same but I think I like didn't fully like embrace them maybe until college like I always think about like in elementary school we did like a talent show and there was this one girl in our friend group who was really bossy and I didn't really like her but everybody else did so we were in the same friend group and like my best friend Brittany came to our school like that year and because she was like the new girl everyone was like "Ooh, who's the new girl she's exciting and new because we've all gone to school together for so long um and so for the talent show she wanted to do like a scene from the musical Annie because she was super obsessed with it when we were little and the other girl was like okay well you're gonna be this and you're gonna be this and you're gonna be this and she was like and you're gonna be this person I don't even remember who and I was like mm, I don't really 
like that you told me what to do. So I'm not going to do that. And so I like bowed out of that whole thing and was like, I want to be the MC for the talent show. And I think my teacher was like, I don't think that's like really a thing, but I guess you could if you wanted to. <laughs> so that's just what I did. And I'm just like, oh yeah, I have always kind of been myself in just different <laughs> forms yeah. at different ages. Well, you're emceeing today. That's so true. I feel like yeah. I've been, been practicing em- since fourth grade. <laughs> <laughs> just for today. Oh my gosh. Um, let's see what do we have next on the list. What's the first trip you want to take once travel is safe again? Do you have a place that you've been eyeing to go to for these last 18 months? Oh my god, the time vortex. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I have two. There's the obvious boring one that's like, I want to go home because I haven't been home in 18 months. Yeah. And then I really want to take Greg one day to Hawaii because he's never been. And I think it's like a close enough. And yeah. I know like travel to Hawaii has been very controversial, um, controversial, which like I'm super conscious of. But I I think he would. I don't know. I, I think he would enjoy some tropical times. <laughs> I love Hawaii. I think that that's a great idea. And hopefully... Yeah. Because it's United States. Yeah. And like, hopefully once everything, all of this stuff is done and they don't feel as like invaded by people moving there and stuff, it'll be. I can't imagine right now because everybody's having the same thought of, well, it's a close enough destination and it's the United States and we're all going to go there. And yeah, I want to give it some time. And obviously we're not going to travel with a baby for a really long time. So I say that and I'm like, how early? I'm just actively Googling how early can a newborn fly? Totally. Like, the Game Awards are in December. <laughs> and I want Jeff Keeley to like put him in a baby bjorn and be the <laughs> world premiere, you know? So. Oh my gosh. That'd yeah. Be amazing. Gia, do you have anywhere on your list? Well, right before COVID exploded, um, we did like our kind of dream trip or I did my dream trip and d- dragged him along, which was to Prague. <laughs> mm. Oh, that's um, right. Which had been on my list forever because of my favorite author. Um, and so that, that was really meaningful and I kind of crossed it off the list and I haven't really thought of what's next, but um, we're eager to go somewhere. Like yeah. even if it's drivable, like even if it's Carmel or Palm Springs or something and just like, I think we're thinking maybe February, just take a week off and unplug. We'll yeah. Very much looking forward to it. Oh, that sounds nice. Yeah. Sounds yeah we want a pool or a hot tub yeah. and no work. Alone time. Alone time. Yeah. It should be. I feel like we can make that happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Paula, Paula where are you, you feeling? Um, I've always wanted to go to Egypt. It's, still, it's not safe, though, even if it wasn't for COVID. Um, but we've also been talking about Greece. I really want to go to Greece. Greece is cool. Yeah. Greece yeah. is a hundred percent on my list. I want to go live my best mama mia life on <laughs> some Greek island and just beautiful. sing a lot of ABBA while I'm there, while you I'm laying to. on yeah. the coast, drinking some sort of cocktail. I also really want to go to Croatia. So I'm mm, hoping yeah. that maybe I could rope those two together because they're not yeah. that far. It's not a yeah, bad idea. Yeah, yeah. Dude, it's Maybe crazy how close Italy. all those <laughs> destinations are like, compared to yeah. America. It's like when we went to our last trip, 
other than Canada right before COVID was London and Paris. And I think, Gia, that's when you went to Prague, right? In mm -hmm. that November timeframe, December. Yeah. And I was casually Googling flights for the Sahara Desert. And I'm like, this is just a three-hour flight from London. Easy peasy. And yeah. Greg was like, we are not going to the desert. <laughs> we are. This is not a destination we planned for. And I'm like, they speak French. It's going to be fine. I'll get us around. And uh, it didn't work out. It's fine. <laughs> But yeah, yeah that's can... like a mind. That seems like a totally different shift versus yeah. like if you're just hopping around Europe. In three hours. It's like you know, Chicago's further out. <laughs> it's true for real it's yeah, crazy I i'll always be sad that like when i went to fiji um like one summer in between like my junior and senior year of college that i didn't go to like australia or anything because mm -hmm. i was like balancing it but like at that point it's not like i had like a huge amount of disposable income and i was like oh this is gonna be too much like yeah. i don't think i can do this but i'm like dang it i'll never be as close <laughs> like any so other far. time it's like oh i have to do that long ass plane ride again and it's so far. it would have just been easier yeah. just to do it then ironically that was my first flight ever my whole life i did montreal to well montreal vancouver vancouver sydney oh my gosh like 23 hour journey so i ripped <clears throat> my plane bend-aid with the worst <laughs> possible flight <laughs> i guess you figured out that you were or were not like uh yeah claustrophobic <laughs> exactly and i would have had no option <laughs> even yeah. if i had been it was with my family so because we have like a an uncle that lives there with his family so oh, that sounds nice. fun yeah. australia it's also on my list it's beautiful it seems really fun but also lots of scary bugs yeah, yeah. i don't know how i feel about all the spiders yeah um let's see If you could give advice to your younger self, kind of backing back towards the high school stuff, what would you say? Do you have any, anything you've learned that you wish you would have learned earlier or like could have reassured your earlier self? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of things, Jen. Oh my God. I was, I don't, I don't know if I would like myself if I met myself right now from like, yeah, I, don't the... think I would either. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like, can you just sit down and relax for a minute or, you know, stop stressing about everything and nobody cares. Stop, <laughs> like, hyper-focusing on what other people think. And also, go out there and try things, you know, because I was a very... It's like I was limiting myself with my own set of boundaries and I wasn't sort of pushing... I wasn't trying to get out there and discover who I was as actively as I should have been. I was just sort of like self-wallowing and I was a very edgy, sad kid. And I'm like, for what? You know, my, my family was doing fine. I was, <laughs> we weren't, we were like very low middle class, but we were fine. You know, I never missed out on anything. Um, I was doing okay in school. So I'm like, literally like, just stop complaining. Just, just like a you're your own worst enemy kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, come on, stop whining about everything and just do something, you know? Stop listening to Papa Roach. Go out there. Get out there. 
<laughs> There's only so much you can be like disenchanted by. Yeah. <laughs> Which caveat? We went to Vacaville the other day because they have the outlets over there, Ooh, and then yeah. the whole time we listened to Papa Roach because they're from Vacaville. Are they really? Mm-hmm. I had no idea. <laughs> I feel like I always thought I knew the like NorCal bands, but yeah, Papa and it is Roach such a suburb. Like a step past mine. I know. I wouldn't suburb. have expected someone that like from someone that doesn't listen to Papa Roach that seemed so hardcore to be from Vacaville, which yeah. is like the most suburby <laughs> suburb of all time. <laughs> Paula, what would you say to your younger self? Um, I think I'd say to stop worrying so much if people like you and kind mm. of stop and check yourself and make sure you actually like them in yeah. terms of like friends and I mean, even old relationships. Like I felt like I, you know, I really wanted people to like, like me or like this friend group. I felt like I had to be a part of this friend group or whatever. And then kind of later I'd be like, I don't have anything in common with these people at all. And Paula, you and I would have, yeah, I should have hung out. (laughs) Sad emo introverts. Oh my God. We would have cried so much and watched so many like horror movies together. And that is, I I watched a lot of horror movies with my mom when I was. Yeah. Yeah. I had a huge phase where like I struggled so much. I didn't have that many friends. And so I became best friends with the, it wasn't a blockbuster, but you know, like the video store guy. Mm -hmm. And so I would just come in and rent out a bunch of cassettes or dvds and then he would be like "Mm, probably this kid's not doing too well (laughs) that is a concerning stack of movies you're checking out all at the same time movies actually i think that's another thing i'd say is like you're gonna go through phases where you don't have a million friends yeah it's okay because like i think i always had it in my head like everyone else has a million friends like there's something wrong with me you know why do i have like these two right now you know exactly and uh yeah, so I think I tell myself that's normal. Yeah, totally agree there. Hmm, what would I tell my younger self? I feel like <clears throat> I just always was in a hurry to like get to the next thing mm. of like in high school or in junior high, I just always wanted to be in high school. In high school, I always wanted to be in college. And like when I was in college, I was like, oh, I can't wait to be out of college and like have freedom, get to like get a not have a job and like money and not have to go to class bullshit classes that I didn't care about and then I think I had like kind of a startling discovery when I got outside of college where it's like oh like there's not a thing that I'm supposed to do next like necessarily like I could do a lot of things but there's not one thing because it's not like that school pipeline where it's like all kind of decided for you and so then I was just like a oh no now I have to decide what I want to do um and I like didn't have like a great idea of what that was and it like kind of took me a long time to figure that out but I feel like I didn't take advantage of like enjoying the things that in the time that I was like in them I was just always trying to hurry through things so like I feel like I have like some I don't not bad memories but I have my memory is bad from those time periods because I like didn't care and I was just like trying to hurry through things so I feel like I just would be like, you can just slow, you can just enjoy this. Like you don't have to try and like grow up and like get to the next thing so quickly. Yeah, I was doing that a lot too. I was like never really enjoying the moment, mm-hmm. which I, I think is yeah. a weird thing. Because now I gonna come. Yeah, and yeah. then now I don't. Sometimes I'm like, I do not remember anything from the ages of twelve to fourteen because I was always focused on what the next thing is. Right. Yeah. yeah. 
for sure. It's only Gia. like this therapy yeah. session, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I know. No. You're also existential. Um, <laughs> I I actually think about this a lot because I have a sister who's seven years younger. And so I like I'm often giving her advice thinking about myself seven years ago and what I wish I would have heard. But the thing that comes to mind is not deep at all. But I would have told – and maybe I can make it a metaphor. But I would have said like don't invest in fast fashion. Ooh, like I like that. And I think as yeah, a metaphor a too point. of like invest in like meaningful, good, long lasting things, clothes mm-hmm. or yeah. relationships or otherwise. And like, don't, yeah, worry about like the trendy, cheap thing because you're going to end up spending so much money or so much energy on that stuff. And yeah, it's I know. Be out of fashion in like two months. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's better to invest in like, I don't know, a good coat or something. Um, no I totally feel you it's like uh like and now especially I think like with fashion stuff I look back and I'm like why did I wear that like I this was not something that was built for me like this is not something I look good in but I just thought that it was trendy so I needed to like have it I'm like I should have just not gotten caught up in that yeah not every fast fashion thing is like actually most of them are not for like every body type too and oh my god yeah. we yeah. went through the low rise phase I like which i cannot over my dead body will i l- allow that to become modernized again i feel like we all just need to band I'm together and tell like as an elder millennial that's what i'm gonna call myself as someone with an oversized ass i'm like yeah <laughs> We've done this. We can tell you it's not worth it. You think it's worth it, and it's just really not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a little bit lazy on the skinny jean thing, just because mm-hmm. for a year of not wearing skinny jeans, then trying them on, I'm like, this is fucking awful. Oh, <laughs> They're right. so tight. I don't know. I haven't yeah. worn pants in eight months, so yeah. <laughs> right. I will say I do love <laughs> my skinny jeans. <laughs> So I might, but I also feel like I held on to boot cut jeans for way longer mm. <laughs> than was maybe fashionably appropriate, but I liked them at the time. And now I look back and I had ones with like rhinestones on them. I'm like, that maybe was not a great call. I really like those cheer religion ones with the rhinestones on the pocket. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Right yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. How do you feel about flared jeans coming back? I kind of into I- it. Yeah, I like a boot cut. Yeah, or a wide leg. Yeah, I don't think flared is right for like my body type, but they do mm-hmm. look cute on a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, I might just stick with my skinny jeans. <laughs> I don't we'll know see if I'm what ever happens. Going back. Yeah, I don't know if I'm ever going back to jeans. Honestly, um, fair. I want the thing that I don't that I'm like kind of want to get back into is gaucho pants because i fucking loved yes. those yes. they were so comfortable and they were so like comfy and like i have short legs so they probably don't work but they were just so comfortable like maybe that's the the type of wide leg pant i need to re-embrace yeah 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 i think More gauchos are in, in yeah. general. Yeah. yeah yeah maybe i'll maybe i'll well it's also san francisco so i'm like am i do i ever want that much of my leg showing because it's just cold cold. (laughs) so that i feel like that has also changed my fashion now i feel like it's more functional than fashionable it's like Mm -hmm. uh, i had to retire all of my dresses and i was sad because i like a good dress but then i go to my parents this weekend it was 104 degrees i was like oh this is terrible i don't know if i could live in that either um how do you explain what your husband does to strangers 
Oh my god. I feel like <laughs> you with new jobs or new living spaces and you meet neighbors, you have to try and explain that. What's your go-to? Most of our neighbors are on the older side, so I'm like, he's like, a... granted, like, I never want to position him as like a YouTuber because like some that that comes with a negative perception, and I don't want them to think that he's you know just like the this crazy Logan Paul, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, he's like kind of a news anchor for video games on the internet, and and then they're like doing the mental gymnastics <laughs> around me trying not to say poor YouTuber. <laughs> so yeah, that's how I pitch him to people. Mm. My Which favorite, yeah. my, ahead, my, my favorite is when I haven't told them what Tim does, but like, I'll have to share some weird detail that <laughs> is like completely incongruous with my life. Like my company, my team, I, I work in marketing and we were looking into radio ads and we were talking about like, okay, what's, what's our budget to get this recorded? And I was like, oh, I mean, we could do it kind of scrappy. Like I was like, I know a lot of voice actors and I've got professional recording equipment and everyone's like, wait, what? <laughs> and, <I'm> like, <laughs> and I was just like rattling off like all these resources I had. And I was like, oh, they don't know I have this like secret life. Where you're watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies every night. <laughs> yeah. All yeah. That kind of stuff. We yeah. gave our neighbor's kids two of the Nabisco suitcases that Greg got as a sponsorship yeah. for the Nutter Butters. And they <laughs> thought we were the coolest people because they, they look like actual spy suitcases. And I think oh my there gosh. was something like six and four years old and then they accidentally locked one of the suitcases and their mom is just a she is a superhero she went through every single combination which is my gosh there are three numbers and they all go up to nine <laughs> and it took her like two weeks but she cracked it and then Whoa. they finally wow. got to use the suitcases <laughs> they, they're like why do you have these spy suitcases or the the giant octopus mascot that Greg had a while back, you know, it's like they, they're trying to put it together and it's not very clear. Yeah. Oh, especially when they're like so specifically branded. Yeah. <laughs> they're just like, this is not something that you can like just readily get commercial. No, exactly. <laughs> Paula, how do you ex try to explain what Kevin does? Um, poorly mostly <laughs> uh for like older people i'll say like he's the tech guy for a talk show yeah oh, that's um, a good one. but my grandma thought he was in a boy band and i just said sure because i didn't want <laughs> for boy orgy that's the name yeah. of the band <laughs> um that, someone showed her that clip so that is oh what no is. and rather than explain like that he's in a talk show but it's not actually on the television and it's not actually for the news and they talk about video games which is something else she doesn't understand because my grandma she she doesn't even watch television unless it's the news she doesn't mm -hmm. she hasn't gone to the movie theaters in 20 years like she doesn't watch that stuff mm -hmm. at all so i was like I, I I think it's easier if I just say, yeah, he's in a band. Kind of funny kind of <laughs> qualifies as a boy band. There's a lot more musicality to there it is, than you would expect. Yeah. <laughs> and he's Andy carrying sings. everyone, but it's funny. Nick has his like weird little keyboard that he plays sometimes, and it's only just the Beverly Hills Cop theme song. That's the only thing he knows. So I guess that does qualify as like some sort of band. Yeah. It was cool, though. Back when I like started at 2K, um, someone asked what he did, and I said, oh, he's part of this startup called Kind of Funny, and they fully knew what 
he was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's like the first time I don't have to like crappily explain what he does. <laughs> this is really cool. <laughs> it is always fun, yeah, when somebody has like some remote idea. Um, it must have been like a couple summers ago, I was helping bartend at like a family friend wedding. And there was like a couple other <clears throat> like people that were like I had tangentially known um who were doing it with me and one of the guys was like so what do you do because we're just sitting there like three hours early before this wedding I was like oh well I work at a production company that does like podcasts and YouTube stuff mostly around gaming and he was like oh what do you call and I was like kind of funny he's like I don't know who it is I was like do you like do you dabble in this space like do you know anything about it he's like oh yeah like I play games and stuff like that and I was like do you watch like youtubers or podcasters or streamers and he was like yeah so we finally boiled down that he knew who achievement hunter was I was like perfect we're like partnered with rooster teeth who you don't know owns achievement hunter but like they do (laughs) um but it's just funny to get like the very consumer side of things where it's like oh they don't know about all the background stuff so I was explaining that like oh yeah like we had Jeff and Michael on shows and then he was like oh okay that's cool (laughs) I was like yes I've won over this like 23 year old guy who I'm never gonna see again (laughs) but at least you think I'm cool for the duration of this wedding exactly (laughs) um is there anything surprising that you found yourself doing during quarantine? By surprising, I mean something that those close to you would be surprised to learn about. My example is that I started playing Madden off and on as sort of a season training for the fan-controlled football league, which has surprised many people in my life by Rafferty on Patreon. Thank you. You guys pick up any <clears throat> quarantine habits or uh, that's not the right word. Activities. Anything fun? I guess just cooking. I never cooked ever before quarantine, really. Like, just, I don't know. I I worked a lot and I worked not at home. So, you know. And you had like crazy commutes and stuff like that, too. Yes. Um, Yeah. So I I started doing HelloFresh and then I kind of started cooking more on my own. And I like it. It's a lot of work, to be honest, but (laughs) I do like it. And I like that it's a lot cheaper than like ordering in because we were kevin if it was up to kevin he would order three meals a day honestly so i kind of was like this is unhealthy and it's too much money so we we're gonna cook or i'm gonna cook more and yeah it's nice that's awesome yeah i think i was kind of in the same boat last year where i was like okay well now that i have now i don't have an excuse not to cook because before Mm -hmm. it was like oh i'm getting home late or xyz thing that i could like justify but now that we're all just stuck in a house for an unknown amount of months it was like well if i'm ever gonna do more things and be more experimental this should be the time and yeah i'm with you of like HelloFresh has been really nice of just consistently like having something that arrives that i know is going to be and i don't really have to think about that much because mm-hmm. i sometimes get overwhelmed by the process of like figuring out even like going through recipes just because there's just an endless amount of them on the internet it's like how do you even narrow down what you want to make yeah so by like finding specific people whose recipes i like shout out to half-baked harvest which is like one of my favorites she's yeah you showed them to me yeah and then molly baz too from bon appetit yeah too salty i I like her but you have to half the salt with molly bath all of her merch is about salt salt. it's It's like way too salty (laughs) but i do like her um also i just remembered i guess playing chess like i play chess online every day i always liked it when i played with my dad but um you know 
I realized like, oh, duh, it's 2021. I can I can just play on an app now. Which Paula, <laughs> I've heard that you're very good at chess. Is that true? I'm not. I'm very – I'm like average at very best. But you would I probably like beat all of us. Yeah. <laughs> I don't at think I even know how know. to play chess. If so you ask Blessing, if you ask Blessing, Paula is, you know, Paula is the big brain when it comes to comes to chess. And <laughs> it, 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 whenever he brings it up, he sounds so defeated about the time you, t- you two <laughs> play chess, which is always fun. I love that. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm Am sure I if allowed we to... again? Then he would probably win. <laughs> but if I never play him again, then I'm the champion. So. <laughs> uh, that's the Nick perspective. Like, well, just go out on top, and then exactly. you can Retire. hold that over him forever. Yeah. yeah. Am I allowed to pull the pregnancy card and go to the bathroom because I have to pee all the oh time? Oh my gosh! Yeah, yes, absolutely. Great, yeah. perfect. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Real time. <laughs> Gia, have you picked up anything over quarantine? I mean, I think it's just leaning in harder to the things I like, nothing surprising, like cooking even more, but I already, uh-huh. you know, tried to prioritize cooking and um, reading even more, watching Housewives even more. <laughs> <laughs> but Tim has gotten into like, I've gotten him hooked on some reality shows, which feels like huge for me. Um, win. He's so such a win. Them. So into them. (laughs) Like we truly will find ourselves like in heated discussions for hours about these contestants and like these housewives. And it's, it's disturbing, like how invested we are. Like we lose sleep when there's like (laughs) shit going down in Beverly Hills or whatever. So I love it. I'm always really impressed with you and your cooking because you never, you like rarely make the same recipe twice. And like, that is very opposite. Like, I feel like I you find the recipes I like and then I'm like okay perfect I'll add this to the rotation and I just like make the same kind of things over and over again until I find a new thing that I like so I'm always really impressed that you just like experiment so much I think for me um I don't have that much creative outlets like you know in my day-to-day and so cooking is one of those things that it's one of the only times I'm truly creative even if I'm following a recipe like it's a little more tactile than anything else I do and like uh, yeah so I try to mix it up to keep to keep that like innovation feeling <laughs> yeah it's cool yeah. i definitely can't do it without a recipe like i'm well maybe i'm just not good enough yet i don't know but i just like i stick to it like very specifically i feel like it's sort of as you get used to cooking with a recipe then you realize like oh like i have to substitute this thing like you sort of get a little more like fast and loose with the recipe and then it evolves yeah. over time to where you can go completely off book but it just starts with like modifying recipes at least for yeah. me yeah, yeah, for me, it's always like, shoot, I'm out of this thing. Yeah. <laughs> what else do I have in my house right. that I can use? Because, um, yeah, I feel like even with HelloFresh, sometimes I'm like, I'm not going to candy the peanuts to put on top. Like, I don't care enough about this meal to go through that extra step. So I'll start, like, cutting things and, like, I'll, I'll throw this in there and, like, try and, like, repurpose them. Um, I feel like there are, like, a few things that I just, like no to like anytime I'm doing like a basic like protein and a starch and a veggie I can just kind of like change up a few ingredients so I don't necessarily need recipes for those but other than that I feel like I'm with Paula where I'm like a recipe follower for the most part um but yeah I the other thing that I feel like I did over quarantine was more reading and that's partially because Gia convinced me to join book of the month (laughs) which I am a big fan of because they just I feel like they curate like a really good like selection of five books for you to pick from and 
usually two out of the five I'm automatically not going to be into because it's some sort of like fantasy or like historical fiction, which are like not my jam. So then that usually leaves me like some sort of memoir or thriller or like kind of throwaway rom-com that end up being good. So I'm excited. I have so many books that I haven't read that I've gotten from Book of the Month over the past year, but I like that I'm reading more. So I have a pile of shame. (laughs) (laughs) I start and then I put it aside and then I just forget about it and I buy a new one and then Mm -hmm. the cycle just repeats itself. I don't think I finished a book in years, which is the saddest (laughs) thing because I, it's something I admire from Gia a mm-hmm. lot as well your capacity to love it yeah, yeah. I'm going for 100 books this year oh, oh nice. my gosh I'm at I don't know 65 maybe Holy shit. so I'm a I'm like a couple behind where I should be tracking but I'm like very close to to being mm. on track do you have like a carved out time to read so pre-covid my time was on my commute because I took the train and so I would have like 45 minutes or so each way and so I would be able to go through about a book a week easy just from that it's been harder to I have to dedicate specific Mm -hmm. time so I I definitely have like Saturday and Sunday mornings Tim sleeps in a lot of the time so I'm able to just like focus for two three hours um and then evenings also just because Tim will stay up later than me so like I'll like climb into bed with a book for an hour or two that's great I sh- I feel yeah. like that's the only way I would be able to set time aside is like really make sure I can block it in my schedule yeah 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 I feel like I am really bad about doing it like in my everyday life but anytime I go like visit my parents yeah is that because it's like it throws you out of your schedule it's like yeah. oh I can sit down and like read a whole book on a Saturday like if I'm outside like on their porch or anytime or... I get on a plane same mm-hmm. yes. yeah yeah, yeah. Oh my God, planes were my reading time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No I more. would definitely, when I, back when I did my long like commute, I would uh, have audio books on all the time oh, yeah. too. I really like them. I haven't really given audiobooks a shot because I feel like car time is always like catch up on podcast time. Me too. Yeah. So I need to, maybe I'll. I mean, I'm never going to catch up on podcasts. And that was something that I finally came to term with over quarantine was like, well, I'm not in the car, so I'm not listening to any of these and they're all stacking up. So now I just delete them and I don't feel guilty about them when I don't (laughs) listen to them. Uh, So maybe I'll, once I, I'm trying to find like smaller podcasts where it's like dedicated stories like Dr. Death and Dirty John and stuff like that and get back to more of those. So I feel like that's inching me closer to the audiobook that I'll get to. Whenever have I have listen, a commute again. Have you listened to Extra Spicy from Soleil Ho? Um, Ooh, no, it's but really I... really good. But I mean, it's very She's a chef, right? Oh. Yeah. He's the I feel like... Chronicles uh, food critic. And Who was, she like, putting together games. the big, uh, like, where how to support different restaurants during, yeah. like, the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then spicy. she loves games, which is hilarious, because she, sometimes she'll drop, like, name drop video games and her food oh, podcast so and everybody else is like oh <laughs> and she's like no that was really good i think for a while she she played a lot of animal crossing Ooh. um yeah i think yeah there's like it's a weird crossover i want her i want to be her friend so bad she has no idea who i am but she's like the coolest person uh i'm subbing to it stuff. right now because i've been looking because i really liked the bon appetit podcast yeah and then i stopped listening to it when they got kind of outed for being not super great so i've been looking for 
not really but i've been like oh i, I need that hole filled yeah. so the day she followed me on twitter i almost died and i was like <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i have nothing relevant to tweet that will be this interesting is the best to you. and worst thing at the same time <laughs> but i was aggressively liking her tweets so at some point she must have been like what the fuck who is this person <laughs> I know, and since you're verified, it pops probably for her every single time. She's like, who is this? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's been so fun to catch up with everybody. Yeah. That hour just flew right by. Mm -hmm. uh, so thanks, everybody, for listening and for tuning in and for all of your support in January, which is what this podcast is brought to you by. Uh, maybe next time we do this, I'm sure we'll have lots of new life updates by this time <laughs> next year. And, and a whole child. tiny new human yeah. to add to the cast. Um, but yeah, I know. Um, Jen, if people want to keep up with you and all of your adventures where can they find you oh they can find me on twitter mostly shit posting all the time <laughs> at gangster which is a username i should reconsider now that i'm 33 years old but it's <laughs> the one i have everywhere and i feel like the effort is not really worth the change yeah. um yeah and then that's it that's the main place that's the yeah right mm -hmm. i think instagram yeah. instagram all same, same at yeah, just Google gangster. The only place I don't have the handle is on Xbox. My gamer tag, Greg, was horrified to realize that I did not have a gamer tag for oh, no. my entire gaming career. So I was not really a, an Xbox user. So, <laughs> yeah, somebody else owns the gangster. Two R's. Get, yeah, friend request from gangster on Xbox. Not me. It's not Jen. <laughs> Paula, where can everybody keep up with you? Um, I hardly ever tweet, but I do have a Twitter. And uh, both that and Instagram are Paula Draws 24 Also a username I should reconsider because <laughs> I, I only post animations, not really drawings. Yeah, anymore. you should change it to Paula Animates. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Um, I post on Instagram, but I'm, I'm bad at Twitter. It's a lot to have to do both. Yeah. yeah. Gia, where can people find you? I am Gia Tap Harris at or at Gia Tap Harris <laughs> um, Twitter and Instagram. Don't use either as much as I want to, but occasional. And then I didn't get it on Snapchat, so I'm Lil Spoon Four One Five. Haven't. <laughs> How often do you use your Snapchat, G? Uh, once every like four years. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Are you still doing TikToks, though? That's the most important question. Oh, that's true. I've only done five TikToks ever, but I plan to return. Perfect. <laughs> I'm a big fan of your content. The tease of the potential content in the yeah. future is really Come what's, what it's I worth. I think that's also Gia Tap Harris, probably. Tim insists branding across, you know, consistent yeah. branding across yeah. all of the things. So. <laughs> that makes sense. And yeah. then I'm Joey Noel on everything. It's very easy. I'm lucky that I was, I managed, I had the perfect timing where I had 88 and everything for so long. And I was like, I don't need 88. Like I love my birth year, but like that doesn't need to be part of my public branding. So I mm -hmm. just managed to take it out before anybody else got Joey Noel. So except for somebody has it on Reddit and that's annoying. <laughs> Though it could be one of those things where it could be me and I just forgot that I have it and I don't know how to log into it. So Joey Noel 88 on Reddit. Annoying. Um, but thanks so much. <laughs> I know, right? Thanks so much to everybody for watching. We'll see you next week.